I'm DeWitt Bingham. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show, where we discuss all things social and criminal justice related, from the front end to the back end, and everything in between. You have a right to remain silent, because anything you say can and will be held against you. You have a right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be appointed for you. You're in the self-incrimination protection zone, where there is no cruel and unusual punishment, no illegal search and seizure. The exclusionary rule has you covered. So sit back, relax, and become sold on this week's episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show. I'm DeWitt Bingham, your host. Thank you for tuning in to the show that discusses all things social justice and criminal justice, where the goals are to inform you, the American citizen, of your constitutional rights, to provide educational occupational guidance to high school and college students, and to be a voice for change. I'm excited about today's show because we are in week six of the 2023 fall semester at Heartland Community College. And we are studying police oversight or police oversight continue. I have two astute young men going to enlighten you on police culture and the blue shield. So without any further ado, I introduce to some and present to others, Mr. Jake Gamblin and Mr. Connor McKee. (laughs) Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. Very good. The title of today's show is Police Culture and the Blue Shield. Let's get right into it. Segment one, gentlemen, is for the educational and occupational guidance of high school and college students. We accomplished this by having our guests introduce themselves. So if you would tell the audience where you were born and raised, what high school you attended, your major or planned major, why you took the course and give us one career goal, beginning with you, Jacob. I was born in Pineac, Illinois, and raised in Cornell, Illinois, a small community about 15 to 20 miles northwest of uh, Pontiac. I attended Flanagan Cornell High School. I'm majoring in criminal justice, and I took this class to help with my major. All right. And one career goal? Uh, One career goal goal is to make a difference in my community. Wonderful. I know where Flanagan is. There used to be a group home that served young people in Flanagan, is that correct? Could be. I'm not. I'm, okay. I'm not, from, not familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, that would have been like years ago, or like 30, 35 years ago when I was a probation officer. We used to actually place young people in Flanagan at that. Oh, was it the place called Salem? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Salem's yeah, Children's where, Home. I don't know where it is now. Okay. Yeah, I don't know where it is now. Okay. All right. Very good. Wonderful place. All right. Connor? Uh, I was born in uh, Peoria, Illinois, but uh, I moved when I was pretty young to Mackinac, Illinois, which is where I was raised. I went to DMACC High School. My plan major, I unfortunately don't have one. I have a couple of ideas, but I'm not really 100% sure yet. Um, I took this class because it piqued my interest. I needed a credit in the justice system, something I'm not too familiar with. I wanted to uh, learn a little bit more about it. And uh, one career goal is I think eventually I want to own my own business. All right. Very good. You definitely need to know a little bit about the criminal justice system. If you are in business, we hope 
that if you decide to become a businessman, that nobody actually violates you or perpetrates your business or commits a violation against your business. Should that happen, you'll definitely learn what to do and how to go about it. All right. Very good. Let's move on. Segment two, constitutional rights. Segment two is to inform the American public of their constitutional rights. Before we ask you to tell us what your favorite constitutional right is and why, let's remind the audience that today's episode is entitled Police Culture and the Blue Shield. And so we are somewhat continuing, just so that the audience knows, we are somewhat continuing last week's episode, which was police oversight. And the reason why we're doing that is because this being the sixth week of the semester, my students took an exam today. And so they were not studying a new chapter. So this is kind of a continuation of last week's episode. So the first question that I want to ask each of my young men is how they would define police culture, beginning with you, Connor. Police culture is the values, attitudes, and behaviors that exist amongst the police officers that are in the law enforcement organizations. Wonderful. Jacob? I said pretty much the same thing. I said most police officers have uh, shared values in their own way of doing things together. All right. So the culture could include unity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Togetherness. All right. Very good. And beginning with you, Jacob, how would you define the Blue Shield? Uh, police have their own kind of code of silence to protect each other, I feel like. All right. Connor? I said the Blue Shield was uh, officers covering or not reporting other officers, whether that is any wrong or unjust actions they do, or if it's just protecting each other in general. All right. And for my audience's understanding, I asked Connor and Jacob to do a T-square for me. And on one side, put down what the police badge, uniform, and O should mean or represent And on the other side, write down the public's perception of the police. I'll begin with you, Jacob. What should the police badge, oath, and uniform represent? Uh, I believe it should represent pride, integrity, and honor. They're sworn to protect their community, so they should have integrity and honor. Okay. All right. Very good. Connor? Uh, I said that it should represent to serve and protect. It means that they're the ones who enforce the law and protect people from those who break the law. Wonderful. All right. Let's go over to the other side of that T-square and let's ask what you believe the perception of the public is about police officers. Uh, Beginning with you, Connor. I I thought that everyone kind of has, you know, different um, views, but I said that uh, some people view them as the ones who will protect them and enforce the law. Other people, not as much. They might view them as more of a threat that they use their power for any unjust reasons. Okay. Kind of just depends. All right. Jacob? Uh, I said some people feel like it's their, uh, there for protection, and then some are feel fearful, whether it be from uh, past interaction with police officers or anything like that nature. Wonderful, guys. Excellent. Yeah. The blue wall of silence. Also, blue code and blue shield are terms used to denote the informal code of silence among police officers in the United States, not to report on the colleagues errors, misconduct 
or crimes, especially as related to police brutality in the United States. If questioned about the incident of an alleged misconduct involving another officer during the course of an official inquiry, while following the code, the officer being questioned would perjure him or herself by pretending ignorance of another officer's wrongdoing. The code protects officers who engage in discriminatory arrests, physical or verbal harassment, and selective enforcement of the law. Officers who follow the code are unable to report fellow officers who participate in corruption due to the unwritten laws of their police family. And you guys gave a great definition of police culture. What causes the blue wall of silence? I would argue the culture. What is police culture? As eloquently put by Jake and Connor, culture is attitudes, values, and beliefs of an individual or group. So police culture can be one where people are expendable, devalued, and where civil liberties and constitutional rights are abused. Historically speaking, we know that this type of culture can lead to people being targeted, murdered, and even genocide. Having said that, let me ask you guys, beginning with you, Jacob, should anyone be above the law? In the news recently, there is a Democratic senator who has allegedly violated the law. If you are a United States senator and you violate the law, should you be above the law? No, I don't think anyone's above the law. You're accountable for your actions, in my opinion. Pretty much the same thing. I don't think that it should be enforced on others, but and not enforced on, you know, senators or whatever. I think everyone should, you know, face the same things. Yes, indeed. And what I've often tried to teach my students over the past 27 years is that no one, as you guys have stated, should be above the law. And criminal justice practitioners and professionals have to have that mentality in order to be on that side of what the badge, the uniform and the oath represent. As you guys said, integrity, service, a protector, public servant, trustworthy, justice respect. On the community side, fearful, hatred, distrust. So you don't want, particularly if you are an individual that works as a professional in the criminal justice system, you don't want to be on the side that has the negative connotations of a criminal justice practitioner. All right. Very good. I know that was a lot, but I want to ask you guys, what is your favorite constitutional right? Beginning with you, Connor. I think my favorite is the Fifth Amendment. I like it how it um, kind of protects people from self-incriminating themselves and gives them a free, like a fair trial and amongst other things. Wonderful. What would a system be without being able to exercise your right of self-incrimination? We slip up and say things that we really don't mean. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good. Jacob? I think my favorite amendment is the Fourth Amendment because it protects against unreasonable searches and seizures. Oh, yeah. Nobody can actually come into your home, search your car, search your person, unless there is what, gentlemen? Reasonable suspicion. Okay. Reasonable suspicion. And you said, Jacob, what? Probable cause. All right. Wonderful, gentlemen. You guys have been doing some study. All right. Very good. Moving on to our final segment, being a voice for change. As an emerging adult who grew up in a predominantly white America, what say Jake and Connor 
about white supremacy and Black Lives Matter. Beginning with you, Jacob. Uh, Yeah, I think white supremacy definitely exists in our nation. I just don't see it in our area as much as people in bigger cities might. Okay, Connor. I mean, obviously, I don't believe that white people are better or superior than any other race. Sadly, I do think that it does. It exists and is in the world. Okay, All right. And Jacob, Black Lives Matter. Uh, Yes. All right. Very good. And Connor. Uh, Yeah, of course. I agree with it. Um, I like that. They're just trying to say that Black Lives Matter and they don't matter any less than any anyone else. Wonderful, gentlemen. Wonderful. All right. I ask everybody that comes on the podcast, if there was one thing that you would like to see the Biden administration accomplish, what would that one thing be? Beginning with you, Jacob. Uh, I think I'd like to see the borders get uh, tightened up. I just see on the news all the immigrants and everything coming in without being uh, screened first or anything like that. We don't really know who's coming in, you know. Okay, all right, Connor. I'd like to see them uh, better trained police officers, having them go through a longer and more strict training so that less problems can occur. Yes, definitely. Most of our training of police officers is military based, and I mentioned. I'm actually in the process of being certified to be a lead facilitator to assist in training police cadets. And it takes a very peculiar approach to training young people. It is based on and has a foundation of the Holocaust that took place in Germany. The approach it looks at and trains individuals based on what happened in Germany with the street police and how they became part of political warfare against the people. I'm sure you guys are familiar with Adolf Hitler and what took place in Germany. But yeah, and so that is a very good point, Connor. All right, some final questions. Free Community College. I know you guys are... Wishing that you didn't have to come out of pocket, or maybe you're not wishing that. But beginning with you, Connor, do you think community college should be free? Uh, Yeah, I think it should be. I think the jobs now, like the requirement to work some jobs, it's just getting higher and higher because it used to be you just had to have a high school degree. And now it seems like more places are wanting more education. So Okay, so... The standard has increased, and so thus it requires you to have more education. Okay. All right. Good point. Jacob? Uh, No, I don't think it should be free because nowadays people can just go straight into the workforce. No one's forcing you to go to college. Okay. All right. Very good. Should, Should a convicted felon be allowed to be president of the United States? What do you think, Connor? Uh, I said no. Uh, I think that they've kind of already shown that they can't be trusted. And I don't think you'd want someone like that leading the country. Okay. What do you think, Jacob? I agree 100% with Connor. I don't think they should be president because they can't be trusted. And they've already shown they've broken laws. So, All right. And on the flip side of that, should a convicted felon be allowed to vote? Beginning with you, Jacob. Uh, No. When you commit a crime, you forfeit that right to vote when you're convicted. Okay. You, you're saying that a felony that they committed. Yep. Okay. All right. Very good. 
A Connor? I, I was kind of split. I said yes because I still think that they're a part of the U.S. And I mean, I could see the other side. Okay. All right. Very good. Marijuana is legal in the state of Illinois. Do you think that it should be legalized at the federal level? Beginning with you, Connor. Uh, I said yes. I, I think that most states are already, they already have it, made it legal or they're in the process of doing it. And I think it's just going to get confusing on, you know, which states it's okay in and which it's not. So I I just think that they should go go ahead and do it. Okay. Jacob? Yeah, I agree with Connor. It should just be legal everywhere. It's already legal in almost all the states. So just skip the BS. Let's just make it legal federally. (laughs) All right. Very good. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Police culture defined, the blue shield defined, the perceptions of the public, important constitutional rights, and how to make America a better place to live. Until next time, keep living your best life. God bless and Godspeed. (laughs) 